Welcome back to Maximum Sports. I am your host, Max Patillo. What to make of the NFL season so far. It has really thrown us for a loop on a lot of stuff, a lot of surprises. Uh, You just never know what to expect, and it's just been so unpredictable. But I think that at that same time, as hard as it is to predict, I think things are also becoming a little more clear. And there's no question that week to week, really anyone can beat anyone. But I think that as far as the playoffs are concerned, the playoff picture, I think uh, it's it's kind of becoming more clear. And these teams just scheduling-wise, basically, are falling out of contention. And I think, according to my predictions, I think we've got a pretty clear playoff picture. And I just want to start with that and and just kind of roll through some of these teams and what we make of them and who I think's pretty much in and, and who's out. And I think it's pretty clear based based on on these schedules and and who these teams are going to play and I'll say right now there's as far as just overall teams there's no real like just dominating team and you got to throw out their records you got to look at you know matchups and and who who when faced up against who is really the, the best teams and it's just all so close all these teams have glaring weaknesses and I'm going to kind of go through them here but uh so so let's just start with um the AFC I mean the AFC at the beginning of the season it just looked like it was dominated by the Patriots and and Chiefs but we've kind of seen over the last few weeks that those two teams really have some chinks in their in their armor and it was really because they were playing really crappy teams to start. And there's just a huge gap in the AFC. I think that the Patriots, obviously, are the team to beat in the AFC. And I think just as many years in the past, they kind of fall into that slot out of default, out of just playing in a division that they dominate with the Jets and the Dolphins and the Bills. The Bills are decent this year so far. I'm going to get to them in a little bit. But the Patriots have benefited from a very dysfunctional division, um, basically for the duration of their dynasty. They really haven't had many challengers. And as a result, you know, that's six games a year that they pretty much have been favored in for all time and they end up with that number one seed number one or two seed first round by resting it's a it's been a it's been a nice uh road to success for them and that's kind of how it goes and and as difficult as the nfl is and for the rest of the teams you know they actually have like divisional contenders who are pushing them the patriots They've never really had that. It's a nice benefit for them. Um, But as you can see, you know, the Patriots have a lot of 
trouble on offense going right now. And they have a a quarterback who's you know, he he's you know, the greatest quarterback ever, but uh he's not a mobile guy and his line isn't protecting very well. And they're running the ball okay and they they play football the right way and that's getting them by and they know how to play to their strength which is their defense and they're going to be able to win that way and the way it's setting up they'll have the one seed and who's the other contender in the AFC that's going to challenge them in New England and uh I mean you you could maybe put Baltimore but Second time around, I probably still go with the Patriots. I still think the Patriots will go to the Super Bowl. That's just kind of how it's going to work out in the AFC, I think. But next, I mean, we have Baltimore. You know, we just still want to see if it's sustainable. And they've got a couple tough games coming up, starting this week with uh, facing the Niners. And that's where we're really going to kind of see how dominant Baltimore actually is and and kind of see if Lamar can still run around this much all throughout the season. And then as these they get to the playoffs, you start to see teams play each other for the second time, how they make adjustments. If Baltimore and New England do match up and uh, maybe in the AFC Championship, I think Bill Belichick will have new strategies for Lamar Jackson. I think the Chiefs, you know, they their question is their defense, can their defense hold Mahomes? He's had a, a tough season. He's had some great stats uh last night Monday night football, pretty sloppy play. Um low completion percentage just doesn't look quite the same as as dominant as he did last year but their offense is still Andy Reid they can still pull through their question is of course their defense um especially stopping the run I think the Colts they're just not very explosive they have one of the best offensive lines in the league and can they just sustain that that grind um week to week will be the question can they grind out games because they can really beat anyone but they just have to they don't have much margin for error I think the Bills pretty much the same as the Colts they play good defense they control the ball well but the thing about the Bills is their schedule is going to be pretty tough coming up here and I think they don't make it I think the next team is Houston their schedule gets okay. I think Deshaun has to carry them, obviously. But they've been running the ball pretty well. They got dominated by Baltimore this week. So that kind of shows you just that separation, even among playoff teams. Oakland is going to move up and into one of those last wild card slots. And I just think with John Gruden, that team, their momentum is pointing up. And they've been pretty impressive. And they just have uh, a lot of young players, a lot of young talent. And I think they can push into the playoffs. And so after that, in the AFC, I think everyone else is eliminated. 
And um, I don't believe in the Steelers. I don't believe in and the Chargers. All those other teams are they're done. You know, so I mean, obviously, like the the Browns, they don't have a shot. And uh, the AFC is pretty much wrapped up. I think the only question would be the that Bills team, and I just think their their schedule is a little too tough. They're gonna they're gonna drop that back down, and they'll probably be end up around five hundred and. Oakland, Houston. So I got the Patriots 1, Baltimore 2, KC 3, Colts 4, uh, probably Houston 5, and Oakland 6, and everyone else, I think it's pretty much done with for that. Um, so now to the a- NFC. I mean, I think uh, obviously it's a, a much better conference, uh, more competitive, a lot of great teams. I can pretty much see... You know, any of these playoff teams winning a Super Bowl, I really, really could see it. Um, it's just a matter of who's going to come out on top, and that's just going to be by a game-to-game basis, I think. I think the Seahawks, um, if they could just stop fumbling, basically, they are second in the NFL in fumbles. Yet they've only lost two games, which is pretty amazing. you got to think that's going to correct itself. Um could hang on to the ball and you know if their defense can just keep improving week to week slightly like they have um even if they're a top 15 defense rather than a a bottom half defense I think they can beat anyone and obviously Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league so um next will probably be uh the Packers um Mainly because I like their schedule. Uh, actually, the Packers are going to play the Niners this week. Um, I made a mistake. I was saying Baltimore. That, that's going to be the following week. But the Packers will play the Niners. That's going to be a tough game. I think the Packers will win that game. But um, other than that, the Packers have a pretty nice schedule coming up. <clears throat> and I see them probably being around the two seed there with a good record. I think the Saints haven't looked as good lately, especially with that loss to the Falcons. But um, they have a pretty tough schedule. But I think they'll win most of those games. I think they'll be around the three seed. Dallas, um, they just uh, they might end up eight and eight, and they'll still win their division. Um, they're kind of like the Patriots. They've benefited from a bad division. I mean, they're basically they're just better than the Eagles. So I mean, obviously the Giants and the Redskins are kind of a joke, and that division is just bad. So Dallas gets the benefit of a bad division. I think they're a good team, but and they can win. I think they can win any game, but I just think uh, they're limited. Their defense hasn't been as good. Dak has played out of his mind. But I want to see how he plays this week against the Patriots. And we just need to continue to see, can Dallas really get over the hump? Because 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and seven, win that division, which is a bad division. Does it really mean that you're a contender? To me, Dallas is not really a contender. But in this league, week to week, they can win. And so it's... That's kind of the case with a lot of these teams. Um, 
but they're in a bad division and, and scheduling is just so important, they get in. And if you're in the dance, I mean, anything can happen. Uh, can Dak step up and win those big games? That's where I draw the line and say, no, probably the Dallas is out. Um, the Niners, kind of the same thing. I think Garoppolo has played well in certain games, particularly against the Cardinals. Um, he's had his best game uh, this week against the Cardinals. And and then, so he had the Cardinals game, which he played really well, the Seahawks game, which he looked um, really flustered, and then the Cardinals again. Those two bookended games against the Cardinals, he put up great stats, and the Cardinals happened to have like one of the worst defenses in the league. So you can pad your stats, you can do all these amazing things, but it's not going to really show me anything unless you do it against the elite teams and Garoppolo just hasn't shown that yet and so it's kind of like Dak it's like how long is this gonna go doesn't matter what your record is really I mean Dallas will probably be 500 making the playoffs and the Niners might be 12 and 4 making the playoffs still they're kind of similar is like, how good are you really? Do I really think you can make the Super Bowl? I'm going to guess not. Probability says not. Uh, Vikings, they uh, same as Packers. They're in the same division. I don't think they'll beat the Packers out for that division. I think I, they end up at a wild card slot, and they've got a nice schedule like the Packers do. So I've got one seed Seahawks, two seed Packers, three seed Saints, Four seed Dallas, five seed Niners, six seed Vikings. A lot of these teams are going to play each other. It's going to be really fun. Teams I have out in the NFC, the Rams, their schedule is extremely difficult and their offense is um, not very good anymore. Um, they've lost their mojo. They're carried by their defense now, which has been pretty impressive. But uh, Goff is not the answer. Um, Gurley, if he can, he he's just not going to stay healthy. And so they can only ride him so much, obviously. But that's their identity. If they can run the ball, they're actually pretty good because Goff needs that. Um, when they can't, uh, he's going to be in big trouble. And they won't make it. Um, Philly, I pretty much, they got knocked out this week. Tough game against the Patriots. Tough schedule. Um, basically, they're just not better than Dallas. And so they can't win that division. They'll probably end up 7-9, and 8-8. Eight and, eight. Um, and the Panthers were just completely eliminated by the Falcons. Dominated by a bad Falcons team. They're done. No one else in the NFC is going to contend. And so those are the next three out. And that's pretty much my playoff picture prediction right now um, going into uh, week 12. So that's kind of where we're at, and and that's how I've got it laid out. And so we'll see, uh, looking back on how close I was on that. I want to uh, 
so yeah, that's that's the NFL right now. It's just it's just pretty wild and week to week. I mean, there's gonna be some upsets for sure, and you just never know. So it's gonna be fun to see, and, and we'll revisit this prediction. But this is kind of how I see it shaking out. So uh, it's gonna be fun. Um, I wanted to talk about um winning and sort of the structure of, of how we build teams and in order to win and easily repeatable winning versus high degree of difficulty winning. And basically running versus throwing a lot. I think the last couple of years everyone's gone gaga over all the spread concepts and, and throwing it, you know, fifty times a game. And it's fun to watch. It's basketball and turf. But the goal is definitely to be balanced with good defense, and that's been the case for all time in football. And you play clean football, don't turn the ball over, few penalties, solid special teams. Those are the things that have never changed, and the NFL's kind of reverting back to that. Things go in waves, and like the defenses aren't even that great but they've caught up to the offenses and things are looking like not as smooth not as explosive there's a lot of grinding out games high scoring still but you can tell that defense and offenses are kind of just even and it's not uh and and the, the NFL always reverts back to how it's supposed to go and if you just do all those things well you don't have to do too much just win the games throwing it all over the field it's it's not sustainable but it's nice to be able to do it you know should you fall behind and that's like really going to be the difference between these teams that's where the quarterbacks really come in is like they the teams that can pound the football and and control the game if their defense gives up big points they fall behind they also have the quarterback that can bring them back and sling it over the field if they have to i mean if you have the ball the other team doesn't uh and you win and you know this is why we build our team through the offensive line if the offensive line is good you dominate and lo and behold, who has the top-ranked offensive line? It's the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, according to Pro Football Focus, they have the best offensive line in the league. And they're running for 203 yards per game. Uh, the next closest team in rushing is the Niners with 150 yards per game. And, you know, the top rushing teams in the league are the Ravens, Niners, Vikings, Colts, Texans, and Seahawks. Those are all playoff teams, and they all control the ball. But a couple of them, well, out of those teams, one really has the offense that can also be explosive, and that's the Seahawks, and that's why I have them at the one seed. Uh, They might not have a great defense, but... My thinking is it'll probably end up being good enough 
and they have Russell Wilson on top of that great running game. That's the formula, and they can win in all those different ways, falling behind, playing with the lead, whichever. As long as they don't keep turning the ball over, that's a killer. Uh, You know, the, the Seahawks beat the Niners by a field goal, and they beat the Bengals by one point. And, you know, so... There's no, there's not this big margin between all these teams, you know, Bengals 0-10, Niners 9-1, you know, so it's, it's uh, amazing how close this is, but it's can you grind those games out and you just end up winning, you just need to win, that's basically, (laughs) that's uh, all that matters, so, you know, uh, speaking of the Ravens with their top rushing team, uh, it's been really impressive. You know, I think that I want to talk about this MVP race. Um, it's pretty much down to two players now, and that's Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. And I think that if voting happened today, I'd probably say Lamar Jackson is in the lead right now. And that's, to me, mainly because he beat Russell Wilson head-to-head in Seattle. And that was really an impressive game. His two most impressive games have been against uh, the Seahawks in Seattle and the Patriots. He beat Tom Brady in New England. And those are just two incredible wins, and that's an MVP caliber wins. Um, But even Baltimore, they got destroyed by the Browns earlier in the year, you know, and that just goes to show you like look how bad the browns are and they just dominated baltimore earlier and yes it was earlier in the season but you can just see how slim the differences are in these teams that was a bad bad loss you know russell lost to the ravens and he lost to the saints two really good teams both were close games um but this is going to this narrative it's going to change and Russell's going to play against some pretty good teams right now, and he's going to get those bigger wins. And I think Russell's going to surpass Lamar Jackson for that MVP, and and it's going to be those signature wins and probably getting the number one seed that's going to elevate Russell. Because statistically, Russell has better stats than Lamar in every category, uh, except of course, rushing yards. Lamar is far and away. Like he's almost a running back. Um, and he, he has carried their team, but like I said, Lamar is doing it behind the number one ranked offensive line. And Russell Wilson has the 27th ranked offensive line. So that's what I've talked about before. Compare switch, switch roles. You want to determine who's more valuable? Put Russell Wilson on the Ravens. Put Lamar Jackson on the Seahawks. 27th ranked offensive line, first ranked offensive line. And so really, who's been more impressive? Who's been more valuable in the MVP? It's Russell Wilson. And it's just a matter of winning those big games because that's what it really comes down to, wins and losses. Again, just like we said, you know, all that matters... Just keep winning. And 
I want to get into uh, a little bit of uh, how we look at these teams too. Um, I just hear I hear so much talk about uh, oh these teams are so talented and they name off all these players. It's like, but you know what really is talent? Uh, like I hear it, but then I think oh but they they're not really that good. You know, is it just big names? Is it guys you hear in the news a lot? Uh, are, are they good because you know who they are? And I think that's what we fall into that trap a little bit sometimes. Um, one thing I've learned most of the time, once you know a player's name and he's well known, usually his best days are behind him already. He's declined. The NFL, not for long. It doesn't last long. These guys don't stay good very long. I mean, look at Todd Gurley. Look at Ezekiel Elliott. Look at so many of these quarterbacks just fading. And these defenses. You know, people, like, I hear these news shows talking about how talented Dallas is on defense. Like, well, they haven't played it. They haven't played very well. Their defense has just been steamrolled by some average teams. I mean, Jeff Driscoll, the Lions, just ate them up on on Dallas, and they ran the ball well. Detroit Lions actually ran the ball well, which is almost an impossibility, but Dallas just let it happen. Their linebackers are considered so good, so talented. They've declined this year. Just because you know who they are because they're Dallas and everyone tunes in about Dallas doesn't mean they're really talented. Most of the really talented young players you've probably never even heard of. Uh, The Vikings, same thing. Their defense, every year people talk about the Vikings defense. All of these talented big names, you know, uh, Anthony Barr, uh, Harrison, the safety, uh, Trey Waynes, and Xavier, or uh, their corner out there, and and uh, Everson Griffin, and Daniel Hunter, all these guys, I know their names off the top of my head, but every year, their defense ends up being the one to blame when they get, like, torched in the playoffs, and they give up a lot of points. And same, you know, I just see them get steamrolled a lot. And I think they're probably declining because they're old. And, you know, Eagles, they claim to have so much talent. Same thing. They were in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. People still think they're really good. And they've declined a lot. Rams, I mean, they declined in a matter of months. Um especially on offense. They were supposed to have one of the best offensive lines in the league. They've been a revolving door leading to Jared Goff. Go ahead and sack him. Um, And the Bears, same thing. You know, they just... Their defense, I think, is just kind of given up because they feel like their offense is so bad. And, you know, different... These different levels of talent also have a weight to them. Obviously, the Vikings can be as talented as they want, but if they're not 
talented enough at quarterback, it doesn't really matter. Same with the Bears. Trubisky got benched. Uh, they really that talented uh, when it doesn't matter because their quarterback can't get it done. And so there's different weight. Like we weighted, obviously, quarterback is number one. The offensive line is number two. And if those things aren't good, it doesn't matter how talented your wide receivers are or your running back or, or you know, your linebackers. And if you know their names, um, just because you know their names, it, it doesn't really mean that they're a great team or they might be stars for advertisements, but they're going to get beat probably. And uh, that's just something I wanted to touch on a little bit and make sure that when we're watching these games and listening about these players, I mean, how many guys can you really name off that 49ers defense? Not that many, but they're flying around and they they played pretty well. And so they come up out of nowhere and it's mostly, it's usually these young guys, these young teams. I mean, I remember when the, the LOB was just getting started, no one knew who they were, any of these guys. All of a sudden, they were the best defense in the league, probably one of the best defenses in history, and everyone knew who they were, and that's when they already started declining. And so just keep an eye on that when you're watching football or listening to people talk about football. I think um, I wanted to touch on mobile quarterbacks a little bit, kind of when we, obviously we want to find our great quarterback to build our team around. Uh, I think the league is just obviously switching to the mobile side. You got to be mobile. And I'm, I'm, I might've been wrong about Kyler Murray. I said that he was a hype train guy. I still not, still not sure if he can handle taking so many hits year to year. I'm still going to stick to him going back and playing baseball. Maybe just because the Cardinals GM and their front office is pretty bad at, at building around a guy. And, but I I've liked his game. I think that he's running around a lot and you can just get away with starting a young quarterback when he can move. And that's the biggest thing is you don't have to pay these guys. You can, you can draft guys and plug them in young and it works. And so that's why with, you know, the Dax and the Garoppolo's and and the guys we've said, you don't really need to pay them. Um, That's how you can get away with it. You can draft and, and plug one of these mobile guys in there and he can run around and make plays early in his career and then you can move off him if you want, or if he's really worth it, you can keep him. But I just think that, you know, you look at like the Jared Goff, once his line kind of breaks down, you think it's really going to get even better? They don't have any money anymore because they're paying him. He can't move. And now he's getting sacked all the time, pressured. He can't move. And it's it'll be this... It'll be similar when when Dak, if he gets paid, he's going to be under a lot more pressure real quick. It changes fast. Garoppolo, uh, even Brady, Cousins, you know, when these guys face great pass rushes, um, 
they end up getting crushed, you know, and, and losing. And they just, they can't elude enough. And you need to be able to do that, I think, now in the NFL. You got to be able to move around. And it gives the defense one more thing to have to think about, one more thing to have to cover. A lot of them put spies, an extra defender on a guy. Uh, and then you you have to contain that. And it leads to running the ball and being able to control games that way. Just keep getting those first downs. And it leads to a great running game. They key on quarterbacks running. You hand it off to the running to the actual running back. He's going to be successful. And on and on you go. And I just think... Mobile quarterbacks is uh, is the future, and it's the way these teams need to build. Uh, getting into some of the games this week, um, you know, I thought that there were just three pretty bad primetime games, unfortunately. Um, you know, last night, Chiefs and Chargers was pretty sloppy, uh, especially a quarterback. Mahomes was around 50% completion uh, with a touchdown and an interception. Rivers is just another one of those guys who just can't move, and he's behind a, a bad offensive line. Even against the Chiefs, who are a bad defense, he threw four picks. Uh, it was just sloppy, um, sloppy game. At least it was close towards the end. That was good, but um, just kind of disappointing. Um, obviously, uh, Rams-Bears was the Sunday night game. That was just uh, just horrible quarterback play. Trubisky ended up getting benched. Goff wasn't even that much better. Goff is probably the next one who's going to get benched, uh, even though he's making $30 million a year. I mean, he didn't look that much better than Trubisky, and Trubisky got benched. So, you know, go figure what's going to happen with that. Rams probably made a mistake. And, uh, you know, Matt Nagy versus Sean McVay, the last two coaches of the year uh, who have won it, they're these offensive gurus, and their offenses look like the worst of any teams in the league. And it's just pretty funny, you know. Uh, these two gurus just going at it, and they can't they can't figure each other out. Uh, uh, they're each other's defenses. And... Uh, you know, we'll see, we'll see how they adjust and, and, uh, both those teams are kind of similar. They were good last year and just, they're going to be out of it this year and, uh, welcome to the off season, uh, bears. Um, John Gruden has your first round pick still, uh, and you have Cleo Mack. Um, so good luck getting better, uh, Rams. A lot of teams have your first-round picks, too, and you're in salary cap hell. Good luck getting better. Uh, those two teams have have pretty bleak futures, I think. Um, and then, obviously, the Browns and the Steelers were us on Thursday night. Um, and that was just a uh, – just two bad teams. Um you know the foot, the game. You know, leading up, it, it was just a. You know, it, it led to that fight at the end. I mean, to go from the incredible football 
we saw on Monday night, just you know, four days prior to the to that game um, against the Seahawks and Niners, to go from that to the Browns versus the Steelers uh, was just a gigantic letdown. I think everyone was just riding high off that Monday night game. Seahawks, Niners, great football, great football players all over the field, great coaching, just a brilliant game, two teams fighting, and just tooth and nail, divisional rivals. And then you go into Thursday, and you're still riding that wave like, wow, the NFL is so great. And then you see the AFC North, what they have to offer with the Browns and the Steelers and and the the game itself was almost dis- as disgusting and crappy and garbage it was almost as bad as what happened at the end of the game with the fight and Baker Mayfield was not good and they were just trying to hype up this matchup, and it it was so lame. And Mason Rudolph is maybe the worst quarterback in the league, or at least he looked like in that game. And he's a statue back there. He's getting pummeled all game. Can't complete a pass. He's like, what are you doing out there? I'm, he should be playing the XFL or something. And then sure enough... The games at the very end, these two teams are just so humiliated by how bad they played on national TV that they act like children. And uh, Miles Garrett sacks Mason Rudolph. Mason obviously has been humiliated all game. He tries to rip off Miles Garrett's helmet who's one of the biggest, most uh, strongest defensive players in the league. And you're going to try to start a fight with him. And then obviously, Miles uh, Garrett rips off his helmet. And and then uh, obviously, you know, Mason Rudolph thought he'd chase after him and Miles just crushes him over the head. Could have killed the guy, honestly, if he would have hit him on the side of the head or something. It was a, a brutal shot. And both guys just totally lost their mind. The teams lost their minds. And uh, it reminded me of like these Bengals-Steelers games where the teams lost their minds. And it's like, what are you guys doing out there? And just complete... Uh, just disgusting idiots basically and you know I, I I thought of a quote from Herm Edwards that I've always liked and you play when you're out there playing football and you're making millions of dollars and you're in front of TV audiences everywhere it's the most watched show in the history of TV every football game and including the 70,000 people that are in the stands and all these kids. You're playing for the name on the front of your jersey and you're playing for the name on the back of your jersey and neither of them belong to you. Neither of those names. 
So for Miles Garrett, it's the Browns on the front. You're playing for that team, and they're paying you to win and act accordingly. And you're playing for the name on the back of your jersey, which belongs to your family and how you represent them. And if you're not thinking about those two things, then I can't help you. And so your your last name belongs to your family and how you represent them. And all those guys on the field that day, I mean, they should be ashamed. They should be embarrassed. And the NFL is going to fine them and hand out suspensions and whatever. But it's easy to see why these guys aren't winning. And, you know, it starts with leadership. There are no bad teams, only bad leaders. And we can see how this trickles down to each and every one of those players, why they can't win, why they let down. And that's really what it comes down to in the league. And uh, it was just a, a crazy thing to see. And, uh, but those two teams are pretty much done as I've laid out for you earlier. So we don't really have to pay too much attention to them. Fortunately, I probably won't be tuning into their games because it was a big letdown all the way around. Um, getting to my upset picks, um, this week, uh, last week, you know, I got that game wrong, the Steelers, and I picked the Steelers to win, thought they had a little more class, a little more, uh, organization, but the Browns beat them just based off, uh, junior varsity football play, um, so that game was a mistake, um, Eagles, I had the Eagles beating the Patriots, that was a close game, but the Patriots were able to play great defense and and just be the smarter team, hold on to the football, and Brady's going to get it done no matter what it takes, usually. So I am now 4-14 and 14 on the season for my upset picks, and so I'm hoping this week I can turn it around and add add some wins to that record. So I'm going to try um, week 12 upsets. I'll go with the Colts to beat the Texans. Texans are favored by three and a half. I just have a feeling the Colts are going to be able to grind out this game. I know the Texans are going to be pissed off after playing a good Ravens team, but the Colts have another good offensive line coming in. I think they can push the Texans around again. I'll say that the Seahawks beat the Eagles. I was surprised to see the Eagles are favored in this game. I thought they Carson Wentz didn't look good. I think they're a slow team. Uh, apparently, they have so much talent, but they're just still not very good. Uh, their Eagles are favored by one and a half, which means Vegas still thinks the Seahawks are two points better because they're on the road. But... I think the Seahawks are going to beat the Eagles, so that'll be an upset pick. And I think the Packers will beat the 49ers. Um, That's going to be a great game to watch, a really revealing game, I think. We'll see see how Garoppolo looks against Aaron Rodgers. Um, 
because both make similar money. So Garoppolo should be just as good as Aaron Rodgers. Uh, But I think, so the Niners are favored by three. And uh, I think the Packers will go in there and beat the Niners. And the Niners are going to start to play some real teams. And finally, we can see how good they really are. And I've been saying that every week. But now things are really shaking out. We know who the actual playoff teams are, hopefully. Um, A lot of predictions in this show. um, And we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Hope you are enjoying the podcast. And let me know um, anything else you want to hear. And uh, it's going to be another great week of football. And I will get back to you guys next week. Have a good week, everyone. Thank you.